Hello, everyone, and welcome to the North versus South FPL podcast, featuring myself, Heath, and my co-host, State. What's up, buddy? Very happy. I've, I've got this week off work, so I'm, I'm in a good mood. I've played golf this morning, been able to sort of chill and everything, so yeah, all, all's going well. How did you get on? I did quite well, actually, this morning, so I, 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 don't, I only had time to play the, the short course, so two, I did 18 holes, but they were mainly like... Few, about three or four par fours and like five par threes on it. So just a short course, practice my short game. But yeah, did pretty well to be fair. I think front nine was a bit iffy. I was about 11 over, back nine, four over. Just lots of pars, lots of pars and the odd one over on the back nine. So a couple of dodgy birdie missed miss puts, but you know, a bit of the, the, the putting gyps. Everyone has a bit of that, you know, when you've had a few... <laughs> Too, too many beers probably on the Sunday and then my wrist decided to, oh crap. I'm you bit, got the shakes. Yeah, you, you get, you get a bit, and, and the shakes come in a bit more. You get a bit nervous when it comes to birdie puts because when you're not like a, a brilliant golfer, which I'm not, but I enjoy it. But every time, yeah, it's just, it's just uh, the mental game. Once you think, oh crikey, I've got a birdie chance here. I get one of these like once every 10, 10 months or something and you just shit yourself basically. And that's what I did. <laughs> Um, well, at least you're being honest. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. And luckily, though, what I normally do after I shit myself with the birdie, but I then miss the par putt and get end up with a bogey. But this time around, I was doing all right. I kept held the nerves on the par putts. So, yeah. But, nice work. Yeah. Nice work. Yeah. So, it wasn't it won't bad anyway. But, but yeah, and, you know, good weekend. Great football match of the day. It was fantastic to watch. I mean, you saw goals in games that you were expecting. I had nil-nil for Burnley Palace on Super 6. I don't know about anyone else, I suppose. The only good thing out of that was I got two points for the draw. And Maxwell scored the well, an incredible goal. Your main man, the the uh, El Cornetto. What a strike from Cornet! <laughs> Cornet, what a what a man! I'm, I might actually start calling him Cornet now if he's. Um, if you you, you want to go a bit classier, you know? Yeah. You want to go down I mean, that route? Where... <laughs> yeah. I don't think it it's sounds continental. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I've been watching um, David in the in in the in the castle in celebrity game. Oh, we 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 we. Yeah, so you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling his accent. That's what I'm doing. He wasn't happy that he lost the challenge yesterday, was he? You could nah. see he's a competitive guy. Definitely. I mean, you can tell he's still got that competitive competitive edge. And I tell you what, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I want to be seeing from these people. I mean, I'm not too fussed about watching it, but my missus loves it. So I'll watch it with her. And yeah, I like I like seeing the competitive edge between them all. I don't like it when it's all nicey nicey. I want to see some, I want to see fisticuffs. That's what yeah. I want. Yeah. Same, same. So talking about competitions, let, let's get to the, the nitty gritty. Let's get to the hardcore, the, the thing that all the uh, FPL audience out there have been waiting for. How did you get on with your last man standing? It's heartbreaking this, Heath. Heartbreaking. So for those of you who might have listened or might not have listened to our previous podcast, I'm in a, a last man standing, which is worth ten and a half grand to the winner. And um, so there's over a thousand entrants. And after a few shot results over the first few game weeks, it got down to like the last hundred within three week game weeks. And I was in that last hundred. So I'm, I'm there thinking things are looking good and bright. I've made some good good choices. I think I'd used Arsenal and um Chelsea so far so, so I left Liverpool and Man City alone this weekend thinking Man United away from home at Watford 
got to be a banker, that is, because Man United away from home are generally pretty good. Watford are just generally pretty shit in general. No, no offence, Heath. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm there thinking this is this is it. So I go play football, obviously, on a Saturday. And then game, my game finishes around quarter to four. I'm like, right, well, what's the Watford Man U score? Shout out. Ah, oh, 2-0, I'm like, brilliant to Watford. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> anyway, it's all it's all gone Pete's song now. I'm out of that, you know. I think about about 40 more of us. I think it's down to like the last 50 now. Someone's gonna win 10 and a half grand before before Christmas, which is um lovely. So yeah, your your boys Watford really stung me on that. But I'll be fair, I'll be honest, I took it quite well because um a, I didn't put my fist through any wall. B, I didn't send you any abuse, I don't think, on, in my drunken state on Saturday night. And C, I actually enjoyed watching Match of Day and seeing Watford put them to the, put them to the sword, to be fair. I had the joy of going out with two of my mates who were both United season ticket holders after the after the game. And <laughs> I um, I brought up the Sue just as I went to the pub. And um, they enjoyed it, you know. We we had fun. To be fair, go go to United Watford every every now and then, and they normally beat us. So um, you know you have to be humble in those moments, as they have always been with me. But okay, we 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 probably should talk about FPL as it is an FPL uh, podcast. Yeah, if we after this week, yeah. So uh, just to remind you, what's on the today's agenda? We've got our game week review. We've got our shit list. We've got our hit list. We've got our North versus South mini league update. And we've got our game week preview. It's quite a short-ish uh, podcast. And here comes the disclaimer for the reason why. is because I have been a little bit naughty this week. And I've taken about a million years to edit our podcast we recorded during the international break. Hence why you've, you've not seen that yet. Which, uh, huge apologies. But going out on two nights out in a row... And nearly being 40 means that being proactive is not on my agenda when I wake up the next morning. So apologies for that. You should have it before this one comes out. And and it's a long one as well. So the fact that it's long makes it worth the wait, I guess. But let's crack on anyway with this podcast and a game week review. I'm looking forward to this one. It's been a while now. I'm sure that gives it away a little bit. But State, come on, give us the good news. Well... Good news is, yeah, I didn't have that bad of a week to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, just a few, few letdowns. I was a victim of pet roulette a little bit. I think that that's, you know, that that pretty much cost me. And you know, we'll, we'll get on to Pep when we get onto my shit list. There's a little bit of a, a, a spoiler alert for all you guys and, and gals <laughs> who might be listening. Sixty-two points for the the Northern Super Kings this week, above the average of fifty-seven. So you know, not terrible. It could have been just so much more, so much better. There was just little things that just went against me. Um, but yeah, Casper Schmeichel in there, one point. I've got to change my keeper. You know, it's just not happening for Casper. You know, Leicester keeping clean sheets is like, well, it's like my two-year-old keeping clean nappies, basically. You know, it doesn't happen very much. No, you know, so, so there you go. Can't with the back three. Jao Cancelo, 12 more points. I mean, what a legend. What um, an assist. What oh, an assist. Yeah. Oh, my you can, God. You can tell he's been training with Kevin De Bruyne, to put it that way, because that's De Bruyne-esque, that is, and it was fantastic ball. Raheem Sterling, love loved that on a player. You know, he, he needed that sort of ball into him. I think he still, you know, took the finish well, though. I yeah, mean, I, think, I think fair play to him. But, Considering some, I mean, his chance later on the game, he had a 
oh. bit of a nightmare trying to get out of his feet. But that was yeah. that was a great little finish. For, I mean, yeah. the pass was unbelievable, but the, yeah. the finish was still really, really yeah. tidy. I think, I think, you know, remind me of some of the little finishes he did in the Euros, to be fair, you know, just, you know, getting his foot there and um, being precise sometimes, but now... I, yeah, so... I thought you were going to say, reminded of you. No, no, no. <laughs> Man, my, my, finishing, my finishing days are well and truly over. We, we won't go into my game on, on Saturday. We won't get into that. Maybe if we have time later on, I can tell the folk about it. But now, yeah, Jao Cancelo, 12 points, you know, the guy's on great form at the moment and, um, I mean, if I had captained him, I'd have, I'd have won the game, you know, so, but um, I, I chose not to this week. Connor Cody got me six points for Wolves, clean sheet against West Ham. I don't think many people probably saw that happening, given West Ham's recent scoring form, but good six points from him. And then Joel Matip came in, six points. I mean, Joel Matip actually wasn't due him to be starting in my side. I had um, Diaz starting, but um, because Diaz um, was a victim of pet roulette, he came out, Matic went in, so I mean it had just been a six-point swap up around for them, probably wouldn't it? So, but yeah, Matic six points. Midfield, Mo Salah. I did not captain Salah this week, but he got he got me eight points still. Good return from Big Mo. Demario Gray just the one point at Everton. They're struggling at the moment. He he only played sixteen minutes. He didn't start. Phil Foden. No, I think I, I think he came off injured. Oh, did he about, come off of yeah, he's out for about five, six weeks ah, or something. You see, I missed the first sort of 20 minutes of the, the, the City game and then I missed probably the last sort of 20, 30 minutes because of the, the little one. So I, that was, I only sort of saw Sterling's goal and um, and Rodri's goal. I actually haven't seen the third one yet, to be fair. So, Bloody hell, Rodri's um, goal as well. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's a strike. And then Phil Foden, I, I know he came off injured and um, or maybe a bit more of a precaution, maybe, I think. He, it was weird because what I did see in the game, Foden was here, there and everywhere, but he just, he just didn't quite, it didn't happen for him in terms of getting that assist or that goal, which I, I fancied him. He, he was looking dangerous. And then my man, Maxwell Cornet. Yes, I'm calling, him, I'm calling him Cornet today, guys. <laughs> like I said, you know, I've been listening to David Ginola and the accent's there, so I'm, I'm with it. Um, so, yeah, Corne, seven points. He deserves more than seven points. He, why didn't he get a bonus point just for the strike? You know, I've, I've been giving him three bonus points for, for that goal alone. But great goal. Great strike. And, um, you know, again, he's sort of showing why Burnley spent money on him. You know, he's got five goals this season so far. Considering, like, the first four games of the season, he didn't. He, he didn't play in two of them, and he was on. The, he came off the bench in two. I think um, he's he's really sort of since starting. I think he scored four goals in in four in, in like four or five starts this season. You know when he's actually started games, so he's he's looking like a, a really good signing for Burnley. And Burnley seem to be able to score more goals than what they used to do. So again, he's he's causing that. Then the front three, Raul Jimenez with eight points because he scored the the goal for for. The Wolves in their win. Huang, two points. Not really doing much now, is Huang, is he? I mean, he's cheap, though, so it's, it's one of those where he, he's, he can let that slide. And then I captained Cristiano Ronaldo because I was putting all my eggs in Man United beating Watford, not just for last one standing, but for my captain in my fantasy team. It was all about United. I also had United down at win on the Super 6 by, I think, three goals to one. So, really, Watford just did me a bloody cropper this week, guys. Not good. Not good. He's still the... Ronaldo got the assist. And I'll tell you what, I don't think it's been given much appreciation, that assist for Ronaldo, because 
if you look at him, when he gets up in the air, he knows the ball's a little bit behind him. And instead of just trying to do something to get it in, he sees Donny van der Beek there and he just beautifully cushions it for him. I think, you know, it was it was a really, you know, I think it just goes a bit unnoticed that assisted, to be fair. Probably because United were just so shit other than that. But it was a good... I think... he, he could have had a hat-trick, Ronaldo. And, and yeah. that's the thing. You know, I, I a lot of people have been slagging him off saying that they don't want him in the, their team. He's too much to do there. But... I mean, this is a prime example now. That this is what I was kind of thinking. You got to hold on to Ronaldo for this moment. The moment that Oli's gone, you know, you you've got to have Ronaldo because whoever comes in may change everything. And it, let's be honest, Ronaldo is just a class football player. If things had been slightly different the other day, he I, could have scored a hat trick. You know, yeah. it would yeah, be yeah. a totally different game. But but yeah, so but I mean, he's still got yeah five points. I got me ten points in total, so he, it's not a disastrous captain spot. I had a few better better picks. That I, I mean, I, I should have gone for Salah really because I I know Salah's going to deliver most times. But you know, he, you know, he got another goal in Salah. You know, clean sheet bonus. He didn't get any bonus points, and he was probably a bit outshone by other players this weekend. Still consistent, Mister Salah, isn't he? To be fair, I should have. Stuck with, stuck with him, but um, but yeah, 62 points, nothing much on my bench. Norris, zero points. Andres Townsend got two points. Diaz didn't get played at all for City, obviously, saving him for the PSG game in, in midweek. And then Mason Holgate's my basically suspended until next year, anyway, probably because he keeps getting sent off and doing stupid shit. So, um, yeah, other than that, yeah, 62 points, so not bad, but. As he will tell you all now, not not good enough. And just to finish off as well, you didn't make any transfers either, so you got two rolled. No, you got you yeah. rolled your transfer for next week, which is a always yeah. a wise strategy. And I've already made them. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> not so wise a strategy, but <laughs> oh, when you when you know what I'm was it about. a drunken uh, rage transfer? No, no, no. <laughs> this was planned anyway. This was planned last week. This is I've done what I had planned. So you see, and, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, he's a pro. This is why yeah. you're listening to him right now. Yeah. And you, you're not gonna like what I've done because it's not it's, it won't bode well for you. Put it that way, mate. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it won't. But yeah, the only person I'm thinking right now is I mean, yeah, it's him. It's got to be Trent, right? Yeah, it's him. Yeah, because I mean, how you haven't got him at the moment? Well, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I have. I have now. I've, I've now got him and Cancelo in in my team. Nice. Okay. Yeah, you, you've got problems coming up, kid. I can actually uh, give you someone who I think is is challenging at the moment. Well, yeah. Reese James, you are you finally putting him in? Yeah? My man. <laughs> after, after weeks of me telling you, put Reese James in, kid. Put Reese James, and you finally listen to me, and oh. this is how it works for you. You yeah. just now need to re- realize to stop picking your captain out of them two plonkers. Then, then you, then I, then I might have to really, really sort of watch myself. Okay, so this week finally won a head-to-head with State. Got sixty-seven points. I made two transfers, which both paid off. So I brought in Gallagher of Crystal Palace and I took out Ben Rama. Brought in Reese James for Cesar uh, Aspilicueta. So I got. Five points for Ben Foster in goal. He got a cheeky assist right at the end. 14 points from Rudiger, who got a goal, got a clean sheet, and he got two bonus, which he did very, very well. Honestly, when you see your team, you know, 
some of your better players are playing Leicester away. You're not expecting too much, but Leicester are having a bit of a stinker at the moment, so it's perfectly timed. And the new boy, Reese James, comes in and he, uh, well, did really well. I mean, he he's just, he got an assist, he got the clean sheet, but he got free bonus. And the guy is running the show for Chelsea. I mean, it, what what is going on with these right backs in this country? You know, like... The talent need, that, that we have in that position. We need, to, we need them to, you know, you can, um, in some of these, like, managing game apps, you can, like, retrain your players to be just as good in the different positions. Now, yeah. England need to find a way to do this with some of these. Now, I think, you know, you could get Trent maybe a bit further forward. Maybe, you know, maybe Reese James as the, the right wing back or get one of them to play left wing back. I know Luke Shaw's decent, but you don't Scott, and I suppose we've got Chilwell as well. But yeah, just, just fullbacks in general. England just need to, you know, tell some of these fullbacks, play in different positions and we, we can get you in. Yeah, I just, I just, this is incredible. But yeah, he he's just, yeah, I mean, we've, we've joked about it in the past, but finally brought him in and, and fortunately carried on the run. Cucurella got bit lucky with him um, I say I got a bit lucky but what happened with him was he got taken off for some oh, reason scored, yeah <laughs> uh, yeah before Villa scored so he got a clean sheet he did get a yellow card but he got five points I think they took off both Lamptey and Cucurella seems a bit of an odd yes that's 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 one of the winners really in 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 FPL when I mean he got taken off in 63 minutes Unfortunately, because I was watching the United Watford game, I had no idea really about all my individual players and how they're getting on. So I probably would have celebrated that one when I saw he come off, but I, I just didn't notice it until after well, the game. Why? Well, I mean, what, did they pick up injuries? Um, I suppose because no, I, mean, I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't see anything visible on match day, and I suppose they didn't really show anyone hobbling off. But I'm like. You brought off your two fullbacks when it's nil nil, and then during the last twelve minutes of the game, you, you can't see two goals. What, I think I mean, he brought on that Sonny March and um, and we're going for a winner, Mopai. Yeah, I think he was going for a winner. So, and to be fair, it sounded like Villa did hold on in there, and and then just kind of got like yeah, well, the goal was was a really good, fine, you know, kind of finish, but it it was an individual bit of brilliance rather than them dominating. So. I think maybe it just kind of hit Brighton in the Never region by the sounds of it. But shame, because from my perspective, and, I, and I've read on social media, a couple of Brighton fans were saying that Cucurella and Lamptey were like their best players on the day. But it is what it is. But I can't complain. And it worked out perfectly for me. So I don't care about the result. I just care about that clean sheet. And maybe, yeah, maybe he'll be thinking twice to do that again. But then our Reggie... He's now turned from being Sergi to Reggie. <laughs> Serge Reggion, he, he got the winning goal against Leeds. So he got six points. For the goal. He's got your winning goal as well. And he got he got the yeah, he got the bonus. And, and that yeah, that 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 basically kind of won me the game in the end between State and I. Um midfield, not so well, midfield and forwards not so good. All the points really were I was big at the back, and I think a lot of people were this this week in general in FPL. Mason Mount got me three points. I'm not sure really why he came off game. Maybe it was the same as Foden, injury-ish worry or something. I don't know. But he came off and, yeah, Gallagher got an assist. Lively as ever. Unbelievable result, like State says. Great, great some, assist as well. You see it. Really good, yeah. He just looked up and he and Pateki was all on his own. Turn, turn and everything. Yeah, yeah. 
what really? you're right though about the result. Like if any any other season that would have been a, a nil nil one 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 nil nil one. But yeah, something's happening at Palace, and and to be fair, something's happening ben at Burnley Seke. as well. Yeah, Ben Seke, Gallagher what, celebration though. What a shock! Ben Seke celebration. Weird. I, yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I'm sure there's some story to it. And then Son, unfortunately, my captain, just the two points. He did hit the crossbar, deflected shot, would have probably been an assist. But, you know, and they looked slightly better in the second half. Like, they looked better in the second half, without a doubt, compared to the first half. They were awful in the first half. But yeah. second half, there seemed like there was kind of something happening. There was something bubbling up at Spurs. And maybe the Conte yeah. effect is, is slightly getting there yeah i was watching it in um just in our local pub with the, the, i took the missus and the little one for a sunday dinner and sort of like said <laughs> oh let's go to the pub i'll treat you to a sunday dinner love you know she she'd been away for a weekend she was so she was a bit on over and that and oh look, football's on oh well and to be fair second half everyone in the pub who were like mainly leeds fans they were all like yeah this is coming you know spurs were just knocking on the door weren't they so yeah yeah and it, it was kind of a relief in a way because I was, I was thinking after that first half, like maybe this group of players just aren't, you know, aren't ever going to get playing or whatever, but got to be patient. So that leads on to Harry Kane, just the two points a game. But he had a, he had a good opportunity through on goal, probably a bit like Sterling, didn't get it out of his feet enough time and, and wasn't able to really get a decent strike on it. And then Antonio, yeah, just two points. He's, he's, had a bit of a dry spell recently in the last three games, not done anything, but I'll stick with him. He's one of the players that I I always like to have in fantasy football because I just think he's the kind of guy that can do anything against anyone. Yeah. And he loves everyone it, has, absolutely loves it. Yeah. Everyone has a little bit of off form as well, don't they? You know, and you know, and that, you know, Jamie Barney's the same at Leicester at the moment. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you'd be right to keep with him. You know, I, I I'd have him in my side if I was able to play some players. He'd be one of my strikers, I'm pretty sure. The last guy on my team who was a success story, I guess, is Tony going back to Newcastle. Did you? I don't know if you noticed this. They, they, I think they picked it up a match today, but his touch before he shot, the, the, the shot was nothing special, really. He kept it low. Keeper had a bit of a howler. But his touch to the outside of the right to get it into position was really genuinely worth looking at because it, it, just, it just looked really class. Just a shit goalkeeper. But yeah, awful goalkeeping. But you know, that, don't worry. That, that, that'll crop up later. <laughs> but um, so he got six points. In the end, yeah, I was really happy with that. When you make two transfers, you, you want to see something from it. My bench, you know, I've said it before, but Raya still injured, need to sub him out, still haven't done it. Smith Rowe, uh, I was I made the right decision by putting him on a bench. It's 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 one thing I would always say to people. You've got to think twice before you sub. Uh, uh, if you've got a player who's on yeah. form, it putting him on your bench is a real, real kind of dangerous move. But I did think, you know, against Liverpool away, and or if it was against City or Chelsea away, I'd probably do the same thing. But he he has been looking really good recently. But I just yeah. thought Liverpool would be too strong, and to be fair, they they were oh, massively. Yeah, Liverpool were very good at the weekend, and you know. I'd, People coming out saying, oh, it's the same old Arsenal. I went, well, no, it's not because they've been beating teams like Leicester and, and what, and you know, Watford and that, you know, game banana skins, which they generally do. They just came up against a team that at this moment just leagues ahead of them. 
Arsenal are not going to be in the same level as an as a Man City, a Liverpool, or a Chelsea this season. We all know that. Them three are going to be the, the top three in the league. Arsenal do have a chance of being that, that next best team, though. They've got a chance because the other teams are all doing the same against those three. They're struggling most of the yeah. time. So, you know, so I, don't, I don't think it's any disgrace that they got handed a beating by Liverpool because I think yeah, Liverpool were just very, very good on the day. And definitely, definitely. Kieran Tierney's still out. He's still not back. But again, he would have been on my bench. And Moses Soko, two-pointer, Big as word. usual. Tell you what, you can't ever take him out of your squad. No, nah, he's, he's never yeah. present. He... Yeah, he actually had a really good chance in the first half. It fell to him perfectly edge of the box and he skewed it well wide. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's like one of those ones where it's like, it's coming down, it's coming down, it's coming down. If he hits this it, and he gets any decent contact on it, it could go anywhere. And so you never know and you hold your breath and it's even, he hit it so hard that it kind of, you just think, oh, is it, has it hit the back yeah. of the net? No, okay. Uh, is it, cl- no, it's not even fucking close. Did he get a deflection? It didn't get <laughs> rubbish. Uh, Mo was unbelievable the other day. He's he's been brilliant for Watford this season. It's always nice when you get a player who gets slagged off by one of the top teams, comes to one of the crapper teams like Watford, and shows the class he actually has, which is uh, yeah. is good for him. And he was World Cup winning, playing in France's World Cup winning side. He was starting for him, wasn't he? he was you know that box to box energy sort of guy. Don't get like you said, don't get scoring. If he ever scores more than two points in fantasy football. Barring the, the odd clean sheet Watford might keep, you, you, you need to give him a call and say, oh, what are you doing to me? Yeah. You can't be scoring big points. I'm never going to put you in my side, so never do that. You know, there's, tr- there's trouble. No, that's <laughs> but, right. That's right. But he, he's he's a good third sub. So happy days. And um, yeah, but like I need to I need to keep this form up if I've got any chance of, of, of overtaking the league because I'm still, what is it, six points away. And yeah, I mean, seven, seven, seven wins to five wins now. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, could could be worse. Though. Could be could be worse. Could be better. But I'm I'm keen to move on to the shit list because I've got a good shit list this week. And you know, it's quite good that you're going first because then we can save my action till the end. You know, where I can really slate some people. You know, hopefully get some fan abuse at some point. I'm really up for some fan abuse, guys. So anyone who wants to do some trolling of me, bit by all means, go for it. So, but yeah, so onto the shit list after Heath's obviously shown that he was superior this week. Congrats to Heath. Notice how I'm not being bitter about it. I'm being quite, quite nice about it. It's because you my are. shit, because, yeah, it's because my anger is going towards my shit list, right? <laughs> so that's why. But yeah, so for those of you who don't, haven't listened to our podcast before, our shit list is pretty self-explanatory. It's a shit list. Who's on your shit list this week from fantasy football? Now, it, more, more often than not, you think it's people from your own team. That is generally sometimes the case, but it could also be other people. It could be a referee. It could be one of the players who's done something stupid to make you, you, your other team, whoever you're doing a head-to-head league with, team do better. You know, it could be a manager for not picking your players. You know, you can put yourself on it if you want. You can put Heath on it because I put Heath on it regularly. That's just normal because I, I just like giving him shit. But, but you know, you get my drift anyway. So this our shit list, we can have up to five people on it. And he's going to lead off with us with his shit list. I, I think because he won, he might not be as bad this week, but I'm sure he still managed to get a few on there, definitely. There's always a, a few gripes in that lad's head. Yeah, I actually, I actually don't have anyone on my shit list, but I do have one thing that has... 
basically been doing my head in for the last two or three days, maybe even four days, in fact. So just to give you guys a quick insider of how this works, what will happen is State and I will record the podcast Monday night. I'll look to edit it on, on Tuesday night and with the idea that of either releasing it Tuesday night or, or Wednesday morning, whenever I can, or, or lunchtime or something like that. We couldn't record Monday. We recorded Wednesday. That led to me then being in the office Thursday and Friday. And that led to me having a night out on Friday and being extremely hungover on Saturday and then going out on Saturday night and being extremely hungover on Sunday, which has led to me literally finishing the editing about half an hour before we recorded tonight. So I'm not putting myself on the shit list. I'm not putting state on the shit list. I'm going to put that podcast on the shit list because I've been listening to it for fucking ever and it's been doing my head in. It, it goes on for, honestly, it went on for ages. It was a long one, wasn't it? It was. We were recording until like midnight. We normally start around eight o'clock. We were recording till midnight. My other half actually came in at the end and put me off. I, I completely messed up the outro. But <laughs> <laughs> and State very kindly uh, helped me out. My, my, my head had gone for two reasons. One, I was absolutely knackered. And, and two, I was basically in, in shock of the fact that how dare my other half come in because I had no idea what time it was then when <laughs> I saw it was 12 o'clock I thought actually fair enough to her that makes a lot of sense so yeah, yeah that that podcast is on our shit list <laughs> um, you lot you lot better enjoy it well it was it was it was for the punters though the shit wasn't it you know it was their questions you know we were answering their questions so oh could yeah, I be bold here and, and put our audience on the shit list <laughs> <laughs> tell you what please note that he did that not me and you know state is your most faithful and loyal person but I would never put you guys on our or gals on our shit list Heath is clearly doing this if you want to troll him we will put out his twitter feed at the end if but I can if say it to, this time yeah, but if yeah, yeah, as well. And he wasn't even drinking that much either. But if you want to troll him right now, it's um at FPL underscore Southerner. Um, and um, please make sure you copy me in on anything you send to him because I, I want to laugh at it and and I'll also back you up as well, guys. So yeah. It's it's very hard when you, you beat United 4-1 and you know you have a good week in FPL, it's very hard to be looking around for for negativity. The only other person who could have been on the shit list, and he's not. But he's a complete twat, in my opinion. It's Jamie Carragher, right? I'm I'm really not a big fan of his since the whole spitting thing. Really, I, I just think he's vile. Yeah, that is, yeah. He was like the only person I've seen all these people comment about, you know, fair play to Watford for beating United. He came out and said, Oh, Watford a crap or something like that. I mean, obviously he didn't say it like that, but said something along those lines. Thanks, Jamie, for shitting on our parade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, realistically, it's all right if if you're only watching Liverpool, Watford, you know, obviously that we're going to look pretty poor. But if you actually watched against Everton, yeah, it was, it was slightly different. Yeah, he could have made the shit list. He hasn't because I'm not going to be that bitter. But I thought I'd bring it up anyway. Oh, we get spawned, do you? Oh, yeah. Anyway, how about you, mate? Come on then. What's your shit list? It right. should be good. He's, he's, he's on there. Casper Schmeichel. What are you going to do to keep a clean sheet? You know, mate. You, you know, you, you, where's the fear factor? His defense don't seem scared of him. You know, Peter Schmeichel. You could tell his defense was scared of him. You could tell after the games they'd done something wrong. Those massive hands of his, they're going to cause some damage. 
anywhere. So Kasper Schmeichel needs to be really giving his defence some more shit and keeping clean, starting to keep some clean sheets because you, you're getting me a point a week, basically, on average. It's or maybe slightly more than that, but it's fucking not good enough, all right? So Kasper Schmeichel on the shit list. Maybe it's my fault because I keep picking you, but I'm not putting an onus on my keeper this year as much, but I still expect someone at your calibre playing for your side to manage your defence better and get him into shape, mate. So, Casper, you're on there. He's the only player on my shit list this week from my not from my own side, OK? Pep Guardiola's on there, not picking Ruben Diaz. It, you know, the amount of corners and that City had, he was going to get a header. He was going to bang a header in as well. That would have been the win. That would have been game over. It had been state winning. Heath losing again, you know, which is what all of our listeners want to hear and see. Me winning the Northerner. I can tell, you know, why wouldn't you? So Pep's on there as well. Now, let's get them two obvious ones out of the way. Now, let's get on to some real gripes about players who aren't anywhere near my side, and these are the reasons why. Because they're shit, basically. So they belong on the shit list because they're crap. Mr. Darlow, Newcastle goalkeeper. What on earth is he doing letting Ivan Tony goal in? My two-year-old could bloody save that one. He basically played the invisible man trick. I mean, what's going on there? Was he auditioning for a part in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen or something like that? The superpowers, God knows, but it's bloody shit. That keeping, he should he should be docked his wages for that game. That is how bad. <laughs> it really, really great, me. Even Tony hasn't scored in a bloody century. This you know since I think the Wolves game, and he just lets him have one. But yeah, oh, I think God. what that can lead to as well. He might, but he, he might be more confident now. He might go well, on, a, go on a little run. Well, that's it, you know. You don't want to give people confidence, especially strikers. Strikers don't deserve confidence. They're all selfish twats anyway. So, you know, definitely, definitely. You a striker, Heath. Oh, what a legend. Thanks, mate. <laughs> don't say anything else. Just leave that there, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm just saying you're know, selfish people and, you know, you, you, you decided to just go out for a few sessions instead of, you know, videoing our podcast, which, you know, I was up until midnight um, doing when I should be getting my beauty sleep since I've got a two-year-old who wakes me up very early in the morning. But, but you know, but you, you know, I do for you, you don't do for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so that goes on to you. You're on my shit list. So All right. <laughs> not, 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 not prioritising our podcast over you getting drunk. Now, granted, <laughs> I agree. I could have held my hands up and done the editing, but I don't know what I'm doing. So, you know, you're, <laughs> you, you know, you're, you're, you're the best. Which the is best a problem. <laughs> yeah. You're so good at it, but you're still on my shit list. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so, so that's four on my shit list. And then the, the other one on my shit list is Thomas Tuchel. What happened to just picking Aspel Laqueta and letting Reese James just take it easy? What happened there? You know, he was doing so well as it, especially because he kept having Aspilo Quetter in his side and he was getting him five points most weeks along with his yellow card. Um, you know, that would have been perfect this week. If he'd have had him for five points, James out of his 12, I win the game. Jobs are good. So Thomas Tuchel, and, and you know, and maybe tell Rudiger not to go up for corners or free kicks as well. That'd be quite helpful because, um, yeah, the, the guy's getting on the end of things. It's... It's, it's not good for my 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 fantasy team, Thomas, you know. And and let's be honest, no one really likes fucking Chelsea. We don't want you to win the league. Outside of Leeds United, I'd say Chelsea are probably the most hated team in the Premier League. Oh, 
you can't hate Man U that much because everyone's loving their misery. So you're really loving Man U at the moment because of that shit. And yeah, nothing worse than a smug Chelsea fan at the end of the day, is there? Yeah, I don't. Mm. I, I don't know. Actually, I, I mean, the, the the thing for me is that it, it's sad to see the the two biggest clubs in the in the league at the moment who look like I know Liverpool have been very good as well, but it looks like it's Chelsea City at the moment, really. And it's a bit sad, isn't it, when you just see the two teams who, who came with money and and pushed themselves in that direction, but. I'm sure Man City and Chelsea fans will both say, well, Man United spend a lot of money, other teams spend a lot of money, but it was quite blatant. And yeah, it's sad to see what that's it is. But... Still won a, a league that consisted of how many of their youth teams set up though? Mm. Beckham, Neville, Scholes, but Giggs, Phil Neville. That's just six off the off the top of my head, you know. There you go. But it is, but, yeah, it's, it's looking like it's going to go to one of the plastic think... teams, isn't it, really? Hopefully not Chelsea. I still like them. Surely, surely must dislike Man City more than Chelsea. Why would I? Why would I do that? Well, like, like why what? Like what? Come on, explain yourself quickly. Their the explanation even, like, couldn't keep you on the ship. At least, at least, at least Chelsea have had like the moments where you can laugh at them, where they've struggled and been mid-table, and you know had to sack managers left, right, and centre. It just seems like Man City have only ever been good since they've had this new, you know, set of funds coming in, and you know, especially since nah. Guardiola, they've never really looked bad. And they win, they win the League Cup every year, which is really annoying. It's like let someone else win it for fuck's sake. Barring Leeds and Sheffield Wednesday, I would never ever want a Southern team to do better than a, a, a Northern team. Barring Leeds and Sheffield Wednesday. Fair enough. Okay. Especially Sheffield Wednesday. To be honest, I, I do have like a little bit of a soft spot for Chelsea and Arsenal only because back in the day, Arsenal were competing with United. I couldn't when, you, when you're a kid and you support the team that's doing the best. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I must admit, I had those days myself. No, but obviously I wouldn't have liked Arsenal then, would I? <laughs> well, they were doing well in the... The late nineties, early nineties. No, it's 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 like you you when you support you you. Right, oh yeah, you, you had the Arsenal shirt at university. You know you know how it is, right? When your team isn't in the Premier League, you have to have allegiances with certain teams. So was that a dig? Was that a dig? That it, it was a little Robin dig. Rather will never be in the, the Premier. <laughs> yeah. right. It was a, it was a little dig, and I'm glad it was recognised. Well, but most fun team. Thank you. Your enemy's en- enemy is your friend. So I-, I couldn't stand United. I couldn't stand because they just won all the time. I couldn't stand Spurs because all of my mates supported Spurs. So I liked Arsenal because they hated both. And then I liked Chelsea because they hated both. So that- that's the reason why. Yeah, it's-, it's kind of... I liked Everton at one point. I don't like them now. <laughs> anyway, we're going down a bit of a uh, rabbit hole here. Well, I mean, you, you slated my team. Yeah. come on yeah. come on yeah. like literally every podcast every even today's podcast there's been Watford slating every single week <laughs> don't know what you're talking about I'm nothing but nice to you right even I mean, when I, even when I was editing earlier and you're like I'm gonna go for Man United and this and it's like because Watford is shite and they're definitely going yeah. down 
that, that wasn't me. That was that was that was the that was the other the, the inner devil. That was. <laughs> no, I mean, by the way, I, I'm not sitting here thinking that Watford won't go down. I'm just thinking it's just hilarious that as I'm editing, we're we're talking about something that's been and gone. No, but anyway, well, yeah, no. Um, no, I love Rotherham. They're great. They're just innocent and. And then Watford always seems to beat them when they're an unbeaten since like the 11th of September in all competitions. They're doing well, they're doing well. I, I want you guys to come up, like I said, and then go back down again, and then go back up again, and then go back down again. Yeah, being a year, you, know, you see, we, we get that enjoyment though, don't we? You know, team, teams like you know, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man U, Spurs, Arsenal, Everton. Yeah, in, in particular Everton, boring clubs, never stumbled upon relegation in, in the last number of years. I think United did, didn't they? Back in um, when Dennis Law relegated them, that was quite mm. funny. We get to get relegated, yeah, it's down, but then we get to win a playoff final, which we do on a regular occasion these days. Yeah, okay, oh, well, we've won, won the Premier League. What do you do? We've won league titles in League One, you know, League Two, you know, we haven't won a league title, you know, before. That's Nobody, the real quiz. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we, we win playoff finals. There you go. <laughs> so, where are we on, on your shit list at the moment? I think We're I'm done. Four or five. All right. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I think I ended that. What comes after the shit list, Eve? You tell me. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, after the shit list, we've got the hit list. And the hit list is resembles the shit list, but in a more positive manner. We, you can only have five players on there. And realistically, we want you to know about certain players we think you should be looking to pick in your FPL team. So, State, who's on your list, mate? Barring the obvious ones, yeah. I mean, put this way, I always like to put an obvious one or two in there. I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold's an obvious one, or Cancelo, or both. If you want some goal-scoring fullbacks from the north, those are your two people to go for. Don't worry about anyone else. Don't think about anyone else. Don't even think about thinking about anybody else. Get them two on. If you don't have at least one of them in your team, you've got to ask yourself, why am I playing this game? Because it's obviously not to get points because you need to have one of them in your team. Ideally both, okay? So there's your obvious one for the first week, okay? Now, your next, over your next couple of weeks, I think you've got to be looking at Wolves, all right? You know, the Wolves are always decent in a footballing team, you know, like to try and keep possession and they've got some players who can do things for them, but they can also keep it tight and they've got Norwich and Burnley coming up. Now, yeah, Norwich have won the last two games, whoop de fucking do, but every squirrel finds an acorn every now and then, they've just found two, they probably won't find another for the next six, six seven weeks. So, get on Wolves players, I think. Your keeper may be there, Sarr, Clean sheet potential, um, you know, with them all. Connor Cody's a snip and in defence as well, always going to play. He, he don't really get you any goal scoring points, does Connor Cody? You know, you don't really get forward, so you could look at some of the 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 other sort of Wolves defenders. But I, I don't really think you you get too much out of your Wolves defenders since they let go of. You know, the I mean, Matt Doherty went to obviously to to Spurs a, a few seasons back now, so they don't have that sort of. The, those those sort of wing backs who push forward um, really anymore. So I think yeah, Connor Cody is probably one to look at um, really. I think as a as a defender, and then up top 
get my man Jimenez in your team right now. The guy's coming back into form. Every time I'm watching him now, he's he's looking just sharper and sharper. And you got to remember this guy had a you know, serious head injury, brain injury. I think, you know, with the next two games, Norwich don't keep clean sheets. Palace don't keep clean sheets. So I think he's got a great chance of getting some goals and assists for you. Wolves players are where I'd be sort of looking at to get a bit of a bit of potential value from yourself. And then if you've not lost faith in him, if you have him in your team, look at Jamie Vardy. If you're looking for maybe a cheaper striker to come in to get you some money elsewhere, if you're thinking of getting rid of Ronaldo or you know Kane, if you've got um, some Southern numpty in your team, Vardy's had his little lean run of spell, which happens to every player. He's gone four games without a goal, but that's not going to last too much longer. Trust me. You know, before that, his form, first eight game weeks of the season, he scored seven goals in them. So he's going to, we know what he's about. And they've got Watford at home coming up, and we all know Watford is shit. There you go, Heath. Got you back again on there. Well done. And yeah, and then they've got Southampton, Villa, Newcastle, all teams that tend that you fancy his chances to get a couple of goals in those games. So yeah, maybe Jamie Vardy could be worth looking at if you're looking at downgrading your big Harry Kane striker or you thinking of getting rid of, rid of Ronaldo because you want to put two million elsewhere, then Vardy could be a great option. I was going to ask you about your Wolves situation, but I, I haven't obviously been looking out for them as much. They're quietly uh, having a it's, really good season, aren't they? Sixth yeah, in the league. Yeah, they just go about the business, the Wolves, I think, you know, and I think that's, you know, what, like you said, all the, all the other clubs make noise, don't they? I mean, I know they could lose a couple and then all of a sudden be back to the bottom half of the table. But I think, you know, with them now, defensively, they don't concede that many. I mean, they conceded 12 goals in 12 games. So, you know, only one a game, that's not that bad at all. I think they've got the fourth best defensive record in the Premier League this season behind Chelsea, City and Liverpool. So there's stats to back up looking at them, you know, for clean sheets potentially over the next few weeks. You know, they don't concede many goals. So yeah, maybe maybe look at look at them there. There you go. My hit list is 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 kind of revolving around two Chelsea things. Players. No, I, I Reese James obvious, Ben Chilwell's obvious, and and Antonio Rudiger after scoring this weekend, you would say is obvious. So I'm not I'm not gonna mention them because our listeners are are smart enough to work out that they are good picks. So I'm gonna go with the first one is Look at you try and grovel back into their good books by calling them smart people. Yeah, <laughs> they won't forget that you put them on their ship, your ship list. I didn't oh. really. <laughs> okay, sorry guys. Yeah, no, we got. I've got. I've got with a new manager bounce and a goalkeeper theme here. So the first one is Ollie Watkins. I think he took his goal incredibly well. He's had a very very quiet season this year. And something wasn't quite right with Villa. Maybe, I don't know, Smith's tactics were becoming a little bit, I don't know, dried up or something. The motivation levels weren't there or something. I don't know. But Steven Gerrard's gone in there and he, you know, it, it sounded like an unbelievable atmosphere at Villa Park. Mm. I think realistically, you, you are looking at it and going, Gerrard has done extremely well at Rangers to get them back to where they believe they belong from what I understand he's got a really good backroom staff and so he's got something going on there and I think it's easy to have to one game that you know Villa are this or that but 
it, it was just the way it felt, you know, watching that game and, and hearing the fans. And, and it just felt like they were, they believe in Gerard. They believe in what he wants to do. And, and it worked on Saturday. It might not work this weekend. You never know. But I'm going with Watkins. I'm not going to put Danny Ings on there yet because I, I, I just want another game week to see. But Danny Ings is always incredible FPL player, really, overall. But I'm not putting him yeah. on the hit list at the moment because... He hasn't done it. It costs, it, a bit done it, costs, it costs a bit more money nowadays as well, doesn't it? Yeah. So you, you're thinking for a bit more investment, you want to get a bit more back out of him, don't you? Exactly. And then the next player, also a Villa player, and I'm not naive to think that everything's going to change now, but the one thing I noticed was Aston Villa's goalkeeper, Emi Martinez, he conceded two, three, three, four, and then another one just before Smith got sacked. And then he gets a clean sheet out of nowhere. Now, he's a fantastic goalkeeper, was best goalkeeper in the league last year. And if he's motivated and the defence in front of him is motivated, then they could be a really good differential right now because I doubt many people would be thinking to to change goalkeepers. And this is the thing, this is the reason why I don't really necessarily like this pick and my next pick because, I, as, as I've always said, I don't necessarily like making goalkeeper you know, transfers, but it looks like I'm probably going to have to this week. And the other goalkeeper who's on my hit list is Aaron Ramsdale. Now, not normally when you conceded four goals, would you imagine that one of the man of the matches is the, the opposition goalkeeper? But honestly, if he yeah. wasn't in goal, that could he have been... Yeah, that, that could have been really embarrassing. It could have been Six, seven, eight. If he hadn't been in that goal that day, he had he had a very good game. What about Mane's header? Some people are saying should he maybe got a better hand to that? I mean, maybe. But the fact is, it's a free header. He's hit I it across so. the goal. He's, I think if he's misses from there. He's 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 in trouble, isn't he? So, but yeah, I I just think you can see what he's trying to do. He's trying to flick it around, but he's he's obviously his wrist isn't strong enough to get it all the way out. But the yeah. fact is, it's like. Probably awkward enough as it is, but free header that close in. Because if if he parries it out, someone's there to snap it up the rebound, isn't there? You know? Yeah. So, it, so you, you know, you know why keepers do try and do that because they need they know they need to try and get enough power in it to even get it up and over or get it round or get it away from danger zones on rushing people, etc. So I think yeah, I, I saw what he was trying to do, but. Yeah, I just saw, I'm just thinking, you know, what's the flip coin here? Some people I heard say, oh, should he do better than that? Like you said, clear chance and you expect Mane to score from there, which he did. The last player on my hit list is someone who I never thought would ever be on my hit list. And he was brought up earlier for his terrible celebration. It's Christian Benteke. I honestly <laughs> thought that once Odson Edward came into to Palace, I thought that's the end of Benteke. He's just going to be a sub for Edward, come on 20 minutes at the end every game or something just to kind of maybe make life a little bit uncomfortable for the centre-backs. But Vieira has really, you know, kind of given Benteke a lot of chances this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's now, he's got, what is it? Yeah, four goals in his last four starts with a substitution yes. against City. So the fact is that, it, it, I hate to say it, guys, and like, probably haven't heard this for about five or six years, but Christian Benteke is a form striker at the moment. He took his goals very well. He he does have a terrible miss in him, though. And I think it might have been against... 
Oh, I know. Newcastle, he scored one. Mm. And then he just put one into the side netting and you just thought, that was awful. So he does have that in his locker, but yeah, he still scored it, the other one. And against yeah. Burnley, who arguably one of the better you know, sets of defence out there, reliably good at keeping clean sheets and stuff, he, uh, he scored twice. So I would fancy him going forward. But also, if you actually look at Palace's fixtures coming up, they've got some really kind of interesting fixtures. The only arguably difficult fixture they've got coming up is United away and who knows what United's going to turn up. I mean, they have got some tough fixtures on, but again, like Leeds away last season would have been a really difficult game, but with their injury issues and Everton at home would have been really, but they got injury issues as well. It could be a perfect time for Palace to play these teams, you know? And I think, I think what's, I think the the key thing to note about Palace this season, everyone who's listening, because I think it's you know good shout is that what they didn't do under Hodgson and what they are doing under Vieira is they're scoring goals, they're scoring you know a fair few goals as well. They're not just um you know, and I think barring the first, I think the first couple of games of the season, I think I think there's only been three games this season where Palace haven't scored so far out of twelve, and. You know they scored three this weekend, two at Wol- two against Wolves, two against Man City. They scored against Newcastle, Arsenal, Leicester, Brighton, Liverpool kept it, kept them out, but they put three past Spurs. They drew two all with West Ham earlier in the season, so they're scoring goals at this Palace side, which isn't something that I suppose we've been familiar with over the over the previous seasons. I mean they're not going crazy and scoring the amount of goals Liverpool and Chelsea and City are scoring, but you know, they're, they're putting the ball in the back of the net a lot more than what you'd normally expect them to be doing. So I think as Vieira said on match of the day, he was like, you know, it's great, you know, creating chances, scoring goals. You know, Conor Gallagher's a great a great reason for that, you know, getting forward, causing problems. Then Teke is obviously informed. He's probably taking a bit of the burden off Zaha, which is giving him probably a bit more freedom because I think he, actually we, we can't just be worried about Zaha because we've got all these other players, which will help him out. And I think Palace have, you know, Bieber has said it himself, great, we can get forward, we can get goals. I need to learn how to teach our team to stop shipping them now. That's their problem. But, yeah, I think he gives, gives a big shout there. You know, Ben Teke is in sort of form. He's not the most expensive of strikers. And, you know, if you're thinking of getting, needing a cheap striker at 6.3 million, I think he's, um, he's a, a bit of a snip at the moment in current form, isn't he? So, yeah, big time. Good shout, good shout, mate. Good hit list. I'm liking it. I think mean, I think there's some good good things on the hit list from us both this week. Not not to brag, I think mine's better, but you know, I think <laughs> but, you know, when isn't it? To be fair. So but now I think you know the Ben Teke thing's good. And I think you know the big thing out there for everyone is fullbacks. You've got great goal scoring fullbacks from from the north and the south. You've got options there. But then that moves us on to our um, North versus South mini league update. Um obviously this is the league that People, our followers, hopefully, have joined. We've got a 24-person league in there. And Heath, can you give us an update? What's, what's been going on in the league this weekend? It's all kicking off, really. We've got John Rogerson with Betty Swallocks FC is, is, is still top of the league. He's getting he, a lead now, isn't he? He's he has. He had um, Chilwell, Alexander-Arnold. He had Salah captain, Yotta. Brought, uh, had Yotta at St. Maximan as well. It's good. Good shout on Jimenez. So he had a really solid week with 73. 
Uh, Warbones uh, came away a little bit this week. He he made a minus eight. I'm not too sure why, but he did. And Alexander Arnold and Chilwell as well. But really, yeah, Kane as captain didn't work for him. So he he lost out on ground on 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 Betty Swallox. And then five deer, Summit deer. He had a, he had a good week with 79. So he's third in the league, back back to where he belongs. Cancelo and Alexander Arnold, Reese James, Mendy. So he's big at the back. Ronaldo's captain, so didn't do too bad there. And yeah, and then the other person who deserves a shout out is mid table, but Zoe Maria, who got seventy nine as well. That's the the high score for the week with 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 Summit. She also had James Alexander Arnold, Cancelo, Salah as captain. She also had Saint Maximan. So she she had a very good week. And then you're still rocking and rolling in seventh place with your northern team, the, the highest of the, the teams who are from a specific region out of the north and the south. I'm doing okay in 12th. And then we go down further. And oh, Eddie Moran had a bit of a stinker, 25 points. Oof. Yeah, not too good from from him. In fact, quite a lot of the guys down the bottom had a few stinkers. We had Pavlos Lossi with 23 points, Joe Hadley 34, Sam Diamond 34, and our main man, El Badger Poopers, Nick Edwards with just a 30. Dell's back playing though, so he's he's bound to pick up now. (laughs) He's got so many, so many reds there. It's like it's ridiculous. Richarlison is captain with just a one point. He's got a red there. What's that suspended? Okay, yeah. But he did have Concello, but yeah, he had a he had an absolute stinker. I've got a new rule for, for our fantasy uh, league updates. If you've done worse than Ben Marion in a game week, you've had a bad week, okay? I guarantee you that. That's a that's a given, okay? That's a definite given. So that's how you should Apart from our shouts out, that's how you should really assess your situation. It's kind of like when you judge your score to the average score, it's it's a shit score or the average score. And Ben is mm. what in the category of a shit score. For him, I bet he's happy with his 54 points this week. But generally speaking, you know, if you didn't get more than 54 points, then you've had a shit week. Yeah, I, I, the only thing is that I think that's a bit unfair on the people who are picking teams from you know the north or the south because Ben's got a a team full of both north and south people you're exempt from any of this abuse there's an exemption there so unlucky old badger poopers (laughs) (laughs) you fall into that yeah Yeah. for for those you know for those people like you know Ned Stark's dad king in the south they're okay check yourself you know Doff Ventures South you you people are heroes so you don't have to worry about you know being better than Big Ben Ben Marion, Mazza's King Gary Eleven, but everyone else, those are doing it proper, you know, picking from all the 20 sides, you should be ashamed of yourself if you finish <laughs> below that man. I'll make sure he hears that he hears that part of our podcast this week. Yeah. And keep well, keep keep up the uh, the good work, guys. We we're always trying to find stories when we're when we're looking at a league and and ultimately it always seems to be one. So and and keep up the good work, John Rogerson. You're you're smashing the league. I've got, I've got a feeling that Summit's going to be pushing, pushing him all the way. I think Summit might have just had a three-week break, decided to have like a, a winter break early, and where he just faded, and now he's like, I'm back on it again now. 
we go on to the next game week, you know, our game week preview, which is um, game week um, 13. So this is basically a preview of what me and Heath are, are planning on doing or have already done if we've been eager and made transfers early, you know, what, what we're thinking about it, why we're thinking about it. You know, might throw out a few dodgy tips for you to to ignore or listen to. You know, we've got another, another good week of games, to be fair. And I think it's quite good, actually, because there's quite a lot of them... North versus South actual fixtures this week, which is quite quite nice when that happens. I think Keith, you know, it's like we've got Chelsea, Man U, City, West Ham, Leicester, Watford, Burnley, Spurs, Everton, Brentford, Leeds, Brighton, uh, Liverpool, Southampton, and Arsenal, Newcastle. So eight of the ten games are featuring North versus South teams, which generally means that you know you're not sort of cursing your own team a little bit when they're playing against one of your own teams where you've got players from both in. I think there's, yeah, it's just Norwich Wolves and um, Palace Villa, who are Palace Villa, are obviously both teams you can pick from, and Norwich Wolves, both teams who I can pick from. So there we go. I don't, that's could be quite good for, for, for me and you anyway this game week. Yeah, it could be quite a lively one. I've got not too many issues in my team this week. Um, I'm quite happy with my whole squad. I've got at the moment, I've got Foster in goal, but they've got Leicester and I didn't really want to play him against United, to be honest, because I, I did think that we would concede maybe more than one goal, basically. But he did get an assist. I got a bit lucky with that one, but I don't think we'll probably be as lucky against Leicester away. We haven't got a very good record there. So I would imagine that I will use my sub, unless something crazy happens, I'll, I'll probably use my sub to to take out Raya finally and, and bring in, I'm, I'm looking at Ramsdale or I'm looking at Martinez because I'm just thinking they're both, I mean, that's the reason why they're on my hit list because I've both, yeah. I've, been, I've been looking at both of them. But <laughs> I, I just think that Ramsdale will be a bit too easy. I think he is cheaper and I know he gets, you know, he's, he's on really good form, but I think Martinez for me might be a better shout because I don't think many people will have him and therefore, and I think he's a bit too expensive for people to be just bringing them in willy-nilly. So I think he could be quite a nice differential there. So I'm yeah. thinking about bringing him in for Raya and then and starting him. And then I've got Rudiger and James. I'm happy they're play, playing United at home, so I'm happy to have them in the team. I think they're both fixed. Well, I think they're fixture-proof if they play. But the whole thing is I'm really, really aware that any given day they could get rotated along with Mason Mount, hence why I've got a very strong bench. Anyway, I'll come to that later. Got Cucurella, who's got Leeds at home. I've got I've got Reggie, who Serge Reggion, Reggion, who's playing Burnley away. Now, Kieran Tierney's in my starting eleven because they've got Newcastle at home. But, you know, I, I think after Tavares' stinker against Liverpool, if Tierney's actually fit, I think he goes straight back in there. But yeah. if it, I, I don't know if he's fit. I mean, according to FPL, there's no flag anymore. So maybe he might come back in. Hopefully he does. And Mason Mount, he's probably the only other person I'm, I'm a bit unsure about. But I don't want to be punished for taking him out like I did before. So I'm going to be patient with him. And yeah, see how I get on. Conor Gallagher's got Villa at home. I've got Sun. Currently, he's got the captain's armband. I mean, like you said earlier, it's not a good move at the moment, but I'm just going to see how it goes. I'm going to hold on to it and see how, yeah, 
see he, he did he did have a chance the other day and he they did look a bit lively in the second half. Emil Smith Rowe, obviously he's going back in the team if they're playing Newcastle and Kane up front his own. My bench is at the moment going to be Foster, uh, Ivan Tony, Mikel Antonio, because they're playing Man City away, and Moses Soko. I think Tony actually I could bring him in. He's going to be my first sub. I kind of think if anyone does get rotated, he's not a bad sub to have because he's got Everton at home. I, I, I'm actually really thinking about starting him, to be honest, because Everton have looked pretty shocking recently. Yeah, so, last few weeks. After a good, a good start from Everton, they've completely sort of gone They've just the got ball. so many injuries, haven't they? And I think Decore is a big miss as well because I know like people are probably, oh, yeah, because he's ex-Watford. But from what I understand, he was one of their best players early on the season. Gray getting injured was he was another one of their better players, and obviously Calvert Lewin's not been around for a while, so yeah. they're going to really miss those three. So yeah, yeah. not think the one since September. Everton real bit bad, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and and Yeri Mina as well. I think he's one of their stars as well. So if he he's back soon, so I don't know if he makes it back for Brentford, but yeah, that's my team. We'll see. I go. I'm loving it now because. No international break till March. It means just constant football all the time. It's great. So we'll see how I get on. How about you, mate? What's what's your team looking like? Well, I obviously rolled over two transfers. Uh, I, I made those two transfers. Out has gone. Joel Matip's gone out of my team, out of my squad, and Phil Foden's gone out of my squad as well. Now people thinking, oh, why are you getting rid of Foden? Well, you know, there's a big reason for that because I wanted to bring in Trent. Trent is in. So I got rid of Phil Foden and I got rid of Joel Matip and I brought in Trent Alexander-Arnold and then I've brought in just a, a, a nice two-pointer player, Mr. Bubakara Samara at Leicester. He's coming to the fold. He's basically going to do for me what Musa Soko does for you, probably sits on the third as a third sub more often than not, gets you two points every now. Although he got six points, he got an assist against Leeds the other week, so that was something, but I think, yeah, he's he's going to be my man to be fair to to come on board. He's cheap. I could have got someone more expensive in, but because I, I have still got one point one million in the bank, but I've got plans for that one point one million already as well. So my, my plans are coming to keep rotating, you know, keep keep spinning off, you know, building branches, guys. That's what I'm doing. Lots of branches <laughs> coming off coming off this off this tree. There we go. So because of that. I'm looking at starting lineup, Casper Schmeichel in net, home to Watford. If there is ever a time for a list to keep the clean sheet, surely this is it. Watford have wasted, used up off, you know, four goals against Man United when they only needed to take two to be fair to get the win and save two for another day. So I'm hoping they've used up a few there and Casper might actually keep a clean sheet. Defence, going with a solid back four. Ruben Diaz for Man City, Jao Cancelo for Man City. Connor Cody, Wolves away at Norwich, and Trent Alexander-Arnold home to Southampton, screaming out for assists from Cancelo and Alexander-Arnold, bullet header from Diaz, and a clean sheet from all four of them. That's what I'm thinking. That'll be it. Midfield, Mo Salah, Corner, you're being called that until you, you disappoint me. And Andros Townsend will probably be in there as well. He's not really doing great because Everton aren't doing great, but you know, we know he takes penalties, so chances for that, he could have some Front three, Cristiano Ronaldo, Raul Jimenez and Huang, because Wolves are playing Norwich, so Huang's keeping his spot. 
but he's the person I'm looking at taking out with my 1.1 million because it could give me some good options to bring somebody in. I'll be pretty much likely going for Mo Salah as captain, or I may even go Trent or Cancelo as captain. Probably maybe Trent might go as vice captain for that, which will leave a bench of Norris in there, Damari Gray, Samari, and Mason Holgate. I mean, you're certainly not prepared for any rotation, are you? No, not really. Not this <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm going. I'm going. All guns blazing. I've got 1.1 million in the bank, and I've I've got plans for that 1.1 million. I've got a couple of different options. So yeah, I'm, but I'm, yeah, you know, I think I'm quite I'm quite happy with this this for this week. Yeah, I'm very excited about my defence. They're, they're going to do bits for me this weekend. You're right about Trent, though. Straight away, I see that, and I think. Shit, he's, he's, he's actually starting to work it out. Well, <laughs> How can you have Matip well, in your team all this time and not have... Well, it was, it was, it was something called money. You know? I needed more of it, but I've, yeah. I finally, I've been building to this moment and I finally got to having that excess that I needed so I could then get rid of it. And unfortunately, Foden was the, had to be the fall guy because... He's not scoring as many points as Cornade's, so you know, at the moment. And and you know, Trent's scoring a lot more points than Foden is. So I think, you know, it's you know, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I think I think taking out Foden is a, a little bit of a risk, but the fact is that you've got two things to think about. First of all, you've got Pep Roulette to always worry about. It doesn't matter who plays in that team. The only person who ever really seems to always play is De Bruyne when he's fit. But apart from that, everyone else gets rotated regularly. And the other issue with Foden is that he does have tendencies to be an assister of an assister. And mm. therefore, he's not going to get you points. He does have games. And, it, and do you know what? The other thing, he gets the goals in the big games at the moment. Yeah, he does. It's, yeah, it's great great for England and great for City, but not mm. so good for FPL where you want him to be a flat track bully and get goals against you know Norwich and Watford and stuff. But that's it. Yeah, yeah that's I, don't, it. I don't blame you. But yeah, so that, that's it. But I, I, I tell you what, I'm just going to add a quick little piece into the agenda here. What What's your prediction? So we've got eight North versus South team games right here. So how many North teams and how many South teams are going to win out of those eight games? Steve? Have a quick prediction. You don't have to say which ones, but how many do you think will win out of those games? So that's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll say it. So um, I I'll, think I'll tell Newcastle we start with because they're yeah. tough. I think that could that could easily be that could easily be a draw, but I think Arsenal will win it. But that that that's got upset written all over it with the way Newcastle were playing the other day and the way that Arsenal were against us the other day. That has like an unexpected Newcastle win or a draw written all over it. But I'm going to go with an Arsenal win to play it safe. I think again because of the Villa new bounce, I'd say that it could be. Um, I'll go with a draw for Palace Villa. Liverpool have got to beat Southampton. So that's 1-1. One, one. Then I'll go... Well, Norwich Wolves don't matter. Actually, yeah, Palace Villa didn't matter either, actually. So Nor- Norwich Wolves, you've, you've got to go for a Wolves win, really. Brighton leads... It, leads are just... Yeah, they're struggling with a lot of injuries. So Brighton win that. So that's 2-1 to the Southerns. Brentford, Everton... Uh, yeah, same thing. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I might, I might, I might go for a draw with that one. So, still two one to the Southerns. Burnley Spurs, Spurs will win that. They, they'll, I reckon, they'll be bouncing after that win against Leeds. That's three one the Southern. 
Leicester Watford, obviously that's that's gonna be an away win. So that's that's four. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Honestly, like Leicester have got a great record, so I'm gonna go with Leicester to win that. So that's three two. City to beat West Ham, so that's three three. And then Chelsea to beat Man United. So that's that's four three to the Southerns. So you're going four three to the Southerners from, yeah. from the eight. Yeah. <sighs> like it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm I'm a bit different on that to, to you to be fair. I agree, Arsenal to beat Newcastle, one 0 Liverpool to equal things up, one all. I think Leeds are gonna win at Brighton this weekend. Okay. I don't I don't like backing Leeds, but I think they are. Rafina should be back, I think, and a few others. I think Leeds might surprise a few people this weekend and get a cheeky win there. Um, draw at worst, but but yeah, I'm, I saw enough from them in the first half without a few key players against Spurs that they, you know they've still got, yeah, they're still not a side to be taken lightly. Um, so I'm going to go for Leeds to make it two one there. I think Everton Brentford will be a draw as well. I'm in agreement with you there. Spurs will win at Burnley two two. Leicester and Man City both to win, so that's four two. And yeah, Chelsea have beat Man United 4 3. So I'm going 4 3 to the Northerners, to be fair. That's worked out quite nicely. I would have gone that way. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, we both went for Brentford Everton to be a draw, which, um, you know, that game could go anyway. It could, anyway. It could easily. The, the thing about it is that when you're the favourite out, when you're a promoted team and you're arguably favourite to beat a, an established Premier League team like Everton, that's the moment where a team like Everton then go and kind of get sure, the result. Why yeah. Sure, why that Premier League sort of side exactly? For you can't yeah. underestimate anyone in the league, but yeah, that that could because it happened with Brentford against Norwich, right? You thought, well, Brentford yeah. should beat Norwich, and Norwich got the result, even when you know Farker was still in charge. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that that could be an interesting game, and it's on Sky. Probably won't watch it if I'm being honest with you, but it's there for other people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Nah, good. Good shout. Anyway, yeah, I just thought I'd throw that in there. A little, little nice. game, a little cheeky game for us all to, to, to have a bit of a competition about and a chat about next week, see how we got on, on that as well. Really, really enjoyed that. That was a great podcast. It, it felt very positive from both sides this week rather than one of us being the down the dumps and the other one being up in the clouds. So I think that was, a, that was a really good podcast. Hopefully I'll get this edited a lot quicker than the other one. And, yeah, um, and and you, you guys, yeah, 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 you guys, you guys will have the the joy of having two podcasts in a week. So you're welcome. Just to remind you of our Twitter handles, state is FPL underscore Northerner, and I am FPL underscore Southerner. And if you've got any feedback or anything you want to say, please DM us or just mention us at us whatever on Twitter, and we'd we'd love anything to hear from about. you. Yeah, and, anything um, you want to chat about? Yeah. We'll- We'll chat about it basically. And I've I've noticed yeah. you you're starting to get some followers, mate. You're you're on your way. Oh, you know, just just what can I say? You know, it's the charisma. Friends, Twitter friends. friends. <laughs> it's, just, nah, it's just normal charisma. People know people know where the, where, where it's at. <laughs> and, it, and it's right here. Nice. In the in the great land of West Yorkshire. Yes. Nice. Okay, guys. Well, uh, good luck in this week's game week, and we'll be back next week. Yeah, enjoy, guys. Hold up. 